What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Comedy Film Nerds. I'm exhausted. Are you exhausted? <laughs> I'm a little exhausted. Yeah, yeah. This is episode 212. 212. Yeah, and we're but we're still doing it. We're still doing it. We don't stop shooting a movie, programming a festival, yeah. redoing a website, <laughs> shipping out orders, and still we're here. We're here. Oh, maybe one of us should get major surgery. Yeah, just to, uh, <laughs> to really slow take, things take down. It up a yeah. Notch. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the well, this is a this is a good business this show cuz I actually saw a bunch of great I saw two really cool movies when I was on the road. Um which was fun. Should I mention so, them now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering me? like uh because sometimes when you're on the road you don't get like the selection you normally do. You get like the Well, I was working places. in San Francisco, so So you um, actually had art theaters and I different had art places theaters. you could yeah, go. Yeah, there's a the near um the whatever the Barcadero Mall or whatever, yeah, or by uh-huh. the um, Punchline Comedy Club mm-hmm. is an art house, which where I saw the Railway Man, which we'll oh, talk cool. about, which is excellent. So we're going to talk about the Railway Man, the Raid Two, and I'm going to talk about Singing in the Rain. Yes, because I saw that at the ArcLight on the big screen. And our guest was going to talk about some superhero movies. He sure is, and Need for Speed. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first, I want to thank everybody that came out to see uh, me and Wise Guys in Utah, and then Cobbs in San Francisco, Helium in Portland, Oregon, and then of course the Wow Hall in Eugene, Oregon. Fun shows, crazy 420 weekend with Doug Benson. I'm sure. At the Portland show, there was so much weed thrown on stage. It was ridiculous. Like, I took a picture of it. Like, golf ball-sized buds. Could you make an igloo? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. (laughs) I could have made a full outfit with it. (laughs) It was it was unbelievable. You so, could have been a pot camo. I got a pot camo. Yeah, that's a real word. Um, so yeah, that was a it was a super fun uh, weekend. Thanks to everybody that came so out. I was actually in the Las Vegas. Um, in the, and, in the yeah, Las Vegas. in the Las Vegas at the Improv, and I'd like to thank. Uh, there were a couple of comedy film oh, really? fans, but not many, not many, no it, because it's yeah, no, it's it's in the middle of yeah, yeah, they and the, the shows. Anymore. It's a shame that the let's just say the club's not what it used to be. But uh, the thing that I did really enjoy. They put a giant Ferris wheel right next to it. <laughs> this really? giant, it's the biggest one in the world now, like taller than the London one. And it's so huge that the cars are actually, you can fit 40 people in them. Where is it? In it's the- right, right, right next to Harris. It's literally right there. And you can walk in and uh, it takes 30 minutes to go around and you see all of Vegas from the top. It's amazing. All right, Vegas. So, um just building yeah yeah keep going keep going you're on the right track yeah just keep making bigger, big Vegas. things go bigger uh, go bigger <laughs> it's, not, but, uh, it's not bigger and glitzy enough yeah at all yeah like you know it's like whenever somebody puts something up in vegas no one goes you know what that's a little much yeah it was too yeah gaudy. yeah it's too much yeah it's too maybe I, we shouldn't I, do I that people who live in vegas they have no sense of that at I, all or they no. avoid they avoid the strip completely right but there's yeah. a lot of people the people who like live and work yeah, there they yeah. never go wow that's too yeah much. that's no it's just you know it's like going to work at the factory yeah it's just like yeah well it should be bigger although i will here. say that was amazing i'm gonna recommend this anybody that goes to las vegas go to the mob museum it's fantastic oh, okay. it's like three floors in a uh, restored old post office and it goes through um all of mob history all the way from not just vegas but hollywood and everything how like uh all the all these the you know, hollywood got its tendrils into like um everything from the projectionists union where like they could shut down um and shake people down not only at the studios but also like literally like projecting the films it was it's unbelievable the history 
uh, of, you know, how like some of those politicians, they thought it was a myth that there was no mob that was, you know, in, had their tendrils into everything. They finally, um, after a couple of massacres in broad daylight, then hey, maybe oh, it exists. I remember. Yeah, I, maybe I, it exists. When I was living in Chicago in the 90s, they were a big thing for casinos, right? So yeah. casinos started popping up, the Riverboat Casinos, the Indian Casinos. Mm-hmm. And this uh, lady, they were trying to get casinos in downtown Chicago, and this woman had a, cas- had a casino with a line through it. Casino. <laughs> and I asked her, and I said, why don't you want casinos there? She goes, oh, it'll bring the mob into Chicago. And I almost fell out of my chair laughing on the bus so loud. I was like, so you don't think there's mob here now? Have you ever heard anything about the city of Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think built this town? Um, well, let's, uh, let's interview and interview. Let's interview. Let's sure, introduce we'll do, our guests. Let's do both. We'll do both. We'll yeah, interview yeah. and introduce. It's our first time on the program. First time on the program. Although second time booked. Second time booked. <laughs> first time uh, he had to cancel because of the president. Yeah, um, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger name on the other line. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he has his own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Alonzo Bowden. Thank you. Thank you. And and I know that Ferris wheel you were talking about. I didn't go on that, but there's a they built like a whole little mall thing in yeah, front yeah. of it. And mm-hmm. there there's a bowling place there mm-hmm. that's huge. It's like this giant rock and roll bowling alley, but they have a stage and they like do music and shows in there and they have a restaurant and it's called like Brooklyn Bowl or something like that. I went into that when I was in Vegas last month. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Saw a band called Galactic, which was great. At the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, You're right. Vegas is just like, we got eight inches of space. Well, we'll build something. That, yeah, it'll go that's up. That's what amazes yeah. me. You're like, there's no room left. They're like, yeah, there is. We'll build yeah, something We'll else. figure it out. We'll, find it. we'll either blow something up or yeah. we'll squeeze yeah, it in. Yeah, they, yeah, they're working on Sahara, right? They blew that up and they're mm-hmm. building something new down there. Yep. You know the Riviera has to look around and say, okay, how long before yeah, yeah. we're Who's, gone? And the Imperial Palace, right? Gone. The Imperial Palace. Oh, is on. Gone. Yeah, yeah. It is now the quad. That's yep, where the, that's um, where the uh, Ferris wheel Ferris is. wheel and stuff are. Yeah. Now, if you go up to the top of the Ferris wheel, this is what's really weird. There's a piece of the Imperial Palace left that they haven't demolished. It's like a little type pool and like a little like courtyard, but it's surrounded by the new stuff. So I don't know what their plans are for it. If there's like, they're just waiting to demolish the rest of is it. Is that some mm-hmm. old like... Maybe law that was passed. Yeah, some old person <laughs> won't move. Yeah. <laughs> some guy's sweet who just yeah, won't yeah. leave. They're like, fine, we'll build Maybe. a hotel around, around it. it. And that's literally what it looks like. But you can only see that from the top of the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Maybe that's why they left it there. Yeah. yeah. I'm always going to be seen from the top of the Ferris wheel. I helped build this town. So um, what, what should we start talking about first? I'm well, actually let's curious. Let's have Alonzo talk about his podcast. Yeah, let's well, do that. Well, real quick, my podcast is called Who's Paying Attention? And it's most of the time, 95% of the time, it's just me doing a stream of consciousness about the news that week. It can be uh, political. It can be ridiculous news. The, the funniest thing we talked about on my latest episode, which is 75, is uh, sex laws. Because we always hear about these old laws from like 1841 that have never been changed, right? But these are current. These are like legislatures have reviewed and didn't change or did change. They just uh, changed the law in New Hampshire. Adultery is now legal. 
up until last year, <laughs> adultery was illegal. So on top of your divorce and everything else, You've you had to go to crime. jail for a day for adultery. Louisiana, and why am was I that not enforced? surprised? No, but it was a law. Mm-hmm. But they just changed. But Louisiana, their legislature went through the laws and decided to keep the laws that ban crimes against nature, which include oral sex. So that's still illegal. With a tree, though. No, with a human. <laughs> However, sex with a corpse, that's still legal in Louisiana. <laughs> so, oh, Louisiana. so, you know, I, I love, I love stuff like that because it's, it's like we, we are the best and the worst country in the world at the same time. It's, you know, we, we do phenomenally great things, and then we have a rancher with a rifle protecting, quote, his land. Have you heard this story? This guy in Nevada, like this crazy right wing, and and why do those words always go together? Um, he he's got this ranch and he's been grazing his cattle on federal land. Mm-hmm. Like there's agreements, you you pay the government sure. rent and you take it. He refuses to pay because his great grandparents, you know, or whatever, had the land. Owned before, a swimming pool in Vegas before <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management. So. That's his argument, like, well, we've been grazing this land forever. So he owes the government like a million dollars and he won't pay. So the government was going to send people to collect the money. So a bunch of tea partiers show up with, like, machine guns. And, you know, we're patriots. We're going to protect the land. And they said the first thing we're going to do is put the women and children out front so the government would have to shoot them first. (laughs) What a bunch of noble heroes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're you're brave. You're just like Mm -hmm. the founding fathers. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they threw at the British. (laughs) Women and children. And puppies. And and, tea. And again. And tea, yeah. (laughs) So we we just have that going on. Nevada has that and the world's largest Ferris wheel. And that's why yes. that's why I love my country. So that's kind of stuff I talk about and, and it's really fun and I do it on a, a semi regular basis. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a setup like this. I just got a microphone plugged into a Mac. To, to those listening, these guys got a whole studio going here complete with gargoyles and dragons. So there's money spent on this. Yeah, there's a lot of money spent in this garage. On, our gargoyle budget is higher than any other oh, podcast. We do have the highest. And, and I do apologize for the last time I was scheduled. I was called that morning to, to CNN. talk about. Yes, yeah, CNN wanted to talk about uh, Barack Obama doing Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute, I got bumped because they thought they saw a piece of Flight 370 <laughs> somewhere in the... You know, God bless the people on that flight, and it's tragic. Yes. But but at this point, like, look, you're not going to find it. It's yeah. in the ocean. It's gone. They, you know how big... the they, mm-hmm. they literally have a robot that searches 15 square miles of the ocean floor a day, and there are only 18,000 square miles to be searched. So they might find it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Luck, but, but I was bumped. So I, I bumped you for a bigger name, and then I was bumped for an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into it then. Um, uh, let's talk about the movie you were going to talk about a month ago, The Need for Speed. You Need for Speed. Well, you know, I'm a car nut. So when Need for Speed came out, I, I almost had to see it to see what they would do. Did you play the and game? Re- no, no, I'm game. not a gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a gamer. But, but um, 
you know, in relation to Fast and Furious, right? Because Mm -hmm. that franchise really took a break for the tragedy of losing Paul Walker. I think they shut down production for a week. (laughs) Oh, man, we lost him. It's a shame. Can we CGI him? Yes. All right, let's roll. (laughs) So, you know, Need for Speed was... It was one of those movies you have to completely suspend disbelief. And you're like, you know, you guys could have just, look, either write a script or just say, you know something, we don't have a script. We, we've got fast cars. Because when you have a movie where a guy's on a cross-country car chase and his friend is monitoring his activity while stealing helicopters along the way, you really need to suspend disbelief just a little. Just, just a, is it that easy to steal a helicopter and and just fly it around and and mess with the Detroit police? With your you're monitoring the Detroit police from a stolen helicopter. It, it was fascinating. Absolutely, it was fascinating. And yet the the CHP, the Highway Patrol, like you stole a. There was one scene where they stole. A government helicopter. That's when he finally got caught, when he stole the military chopper. But then the highway patrol puts an end to it. Like, you stole a military chopper. Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. But the highway patrol is like, and eh, there'll be no speeding in California. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It was a fun movie. Um, it w- I don't think we'll be starting a franchise. Mm, well, here's not. the thing, and this I, is what the, the, the weird thing is: the video game franchise has been around for years. Billion dollar, yeah. You know, but but see, with the video game, you don't have to steal a helicopter. Create a script right. and yeah. characters. You just you just play your driving. That's the difference. And this is where I think we've talked about why the Fast and Furious movies, I, the last two, have, I've been have been awesome because they just didn't. There's no pretense with those films. They get what they're doing. They get what yeah. they're doing, and like, they know that you get it. Big ridiculous. They're like, okay, whatever. You got to go capture the thing with the guy. Great, go. <laughs> just crazy. Who cares about physics? Yeah, and and mm-hmm. and. That's why, and some of these other movies, they can never figure that out. Cars, it, trains, airplanes. Let's mix them all yeah, together. Let them all fight <laughs> with bikinis. Go. Yeah, that's it. it it's, <laughs> it's a formula. It's like fast cars, lots of guns, yeah. hot girls. That's it. Mm-hmm. And go. just just go. And, and then Vin the Diesel rock. will rock. Yeah. Vin Diesel will mumble. Yep. His way through and it. The rock, the rock will flex. Yes, and I think uh, everyone's shirt is too tight. Yeah, my my favorite thing, and I'm not a big well. I'm a Tyrese Gibson fan in the sense that I admire his career because it's based on ripping his shirt off and looking angry. <laughs> like that's all he does in any movie, and God bless him because he's made millions. Of I would gladly have that career. It. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. But the fact that he was making fun of The Rock and doing baby oil jokes was was definitely worth seeing. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Just that was that was good. Because, you know, in real life, you want to say that whenever The Rock walks in the room. Like, do we have enough baby oil for the man? (laughs) That was a great, my favorite scene in that movie, one of my favorite scenes, is where The Rock just walks into their bad guy lair, and Mm -hmm. and they're all doing their various tasks, fixing a car, Mm -hmm. doing computers, one guy's making bombs or whatever, and he just walks in and goes, lock it down! Yeah, And nobody... Stopped or didn't he? They all just kind of looked over their shoulder and kept doing what they were doing. It was- he, he's got a great sense of humor. Like you can see, yeah. like in, yeah. in the different movies that he does. There was one, um, this was a kid's movie and it was a lot better than I thought it would be. He was in that kid's movie, The Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. And I, it looked horrible, horrible. But when I actually saw it with my kids, it was actually kind of funny. And there was a scene where uh, he's getting to be a tooth fairy and he has to 
talk to the equipment guy, like the Q, to get all the Tooth Fairy gear, and it's Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal is just making fun of him the entire time. He looks at him and he goes, you have the eyes of a shark, only deader. (laughs) (laughs) I think think if you come out of wrestling, you have to have a... And the fact that he has such a good sense of humor makes those jokes even funnier because he can play off them. And I guess it was really funny. And then him and um, one of the guys from The Office, the um, Mm co-creator. Oh, God, the guy that created it with... um, um, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. The um, Stephen Merchant, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And he, they just literally go after each other. Just the way that their physical appearances, like he calls them like a giraffe and they go back and forth about. But it, it's a, it, if you have kids and you have to sit through a kid's movie, it's it's worth seeing. So the Tooth Fairy. But Do you yeah, know that The Rock is great. That ended him doing kids movies? That one did? Really? Yeah, because he was getting too he was getting too associated with that because he did that one. He, he did, did too many of yeah, them. Yeah, he did yeah. too many of them, and he uh-huh. kind of lost his cred as action yeah. hero wrestler yeah. guy. So that's when he went back to doing the uh, action The movies. smartest thing is, you know, you do one. That's yeah. all you have to do, and then you go back to right. your bread and butter. But that's true. He did like two or three of them. There was a... Um, there was one where he was a football player, right? With a young uh, with kid, a young with a little, kid, girl. little girl, yeah. That's then I think there was another one too. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, Vin so. Diesel, he only played a babysitter once, and that was it. And then yeah, he yeah. said, "I got to get back to mumbling." Yeah, yeah. mumble in a tank cars. Top. I got. I got to <laughs> yeah, ruin. Vin Diesel doesn't own a shirt. Yeah, yes. I got to ruin movies in every genre. <laughs> <laughs> Good All for right. him. So. Yeah. God bless him. So yeah, Need for Speed. There was no need for the movie. But but it'll come out. When it's out on uh, video or Netflix or HBO, you'll see it. Sure, mm-hmm. you'll of course. see it. Uh, now, the Railway Man, you saw Graham. So tell us about this movie. I'm actually not that familiar with this movie. This movie um, is based on a, a a book. It's a it's a real it's a true story um, that was. Um, let me let me get the story of it. It's uh, um, Eric Lomax is the actual uh, British uh, soldier who was a POW with the Japanese in World War II, and um, this is basically his story. And so the movie is, I I thought it was a great film, and I'm curious as to why they're releasing, I mean, it's not a wide release, but why they're releasing it now, because this movie... Who stars in it? uh, It stars uh, Colin Firth, isn't it? And... um, and Nicole Kid- Kidman and Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, and it's a solid cast. It's a solid cast. And um, oh, where's his? Oh man, dang it! Anyway, what's his name? I forget his name. The Japanese actor that was in The Last Samurai and The Twilight Samurai. Um, he, where I got Mifun. Yeah, it's um. I'm gonna go crazy unless I get his name right. Well, here. just pull up Last Samurai. It'll come up quicker. Yeah, it's weird. It's not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. Okay, so um, I was not even close. Okay. Not, not yeah. yeah. You just, you just <laughs> I just, I, I just uh, put some vowels <laughs> just, together. You just made a <laughs> generic <laughs> Japanese star name. <laughs> so uh, um, was his name Lee? But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's basically he's now it's like 1980s when the movie opens Mm -hmm. or or, uh, it's the main told through the modern is i guess when the book was written it's like 1980 so he's uh in his whatever that would be late 50s early 60s and stellan skarsgård he they're both 
survive that thing together and they hang out in like a vets organization and he meets Nicole Kidman and he's fascinated with trains. That's been his whole thing. He's always been fascinated with trains. I know the rail times and it'll take you this time, this time. And they meet and, and he's still having basically like PTSD and stuff from what happened in, in the prison camp in Japan in world war two. And it's just an amazing story. I don't want to go too much into it because the, it's it's just a, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's an amazing story, and the director does a nice job uh, of flashbacks to when he was a young and the, the kid who plays a young Colin Firth does an excellent job. So you get to see like uh, like the, the trains from the different time periods too. Well, you see, I mean, it's not a movie about trains. Uh, it's about a BOW, but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a train documentary. Then why is it in the title? Yeah. yeah. Um, so. They, um, you, it's mainly about what was going on in the POW camp, um, and how they got out of there. And he was obviously like tortured and he just won't talk about it. And they don't even show that much of it until like the very end. Mm. And so it goes back and forth. And then, um, and this is all in the trailer, he decides that he finds out the Japanese guy that tortured him is still alive and he goes back there to confront him. And it's just uh, an amazingly powerful But does he take a train? Yeah, he takes plenty of train courses. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He won't let it go, will he? He's the worst. I need to know about trains. This is is exciting. Yeah, it's great. What scale were they? Right, right. And Schindler's List was a factory movie. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this is... Well, there were actually trains in Schindler's List. Yeah. Yeah. They made red coats. Yeah, (laughs) this one has trains, too. There's plenty of trains. But it's it's an amazing story of of how this guy goes through this and how Nicole Kidman is dealing with a husband who is broken, you know, mm. this broken man. And also that generation, like PTSD is something we're just now sort of talking about. Now, does it feel like um, this could be um, an award, Academy Award yeah, nominated yeah. movie? Yeah, this is why I'm puzzled. I, well, I guess my hope is that there's enough money to make the campaign in the fall. A marketing push. To, to yeah, get yeah. this, because it, it, so far it's like a front runner to me. I mean, I know it's, we're not even shooting. Oh, so you really, movies. you really it's, like It's an it. amazing okay. film. Oh, okay, it's, great. It's, it's, All right, Railway Man. Check it out. If you like trains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's an amazing, heartwarming story. And, uh, and again, that, that Japanese actor Sonata is, is his, his scenes. He's not in a lot of it. Is but, he the engineer? Yeah, yeah, you're the dumbest guy. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the Japanese engineer, and they Excellent. go and they get they get cakes. Chris, right. is this what oh, you want to hear? Yes. Some sort of Disneyland. And who who takes the tickets? Yeah, he takes the tickets, and they sing songs. It's like, oh. yeah. And do they end up at Hogwarts? Sure, buddy. Where else? Yeah. Where else would they go? <laughs> it's the train to Hogwarts. I mean, it's a train from World War II prison camp to Hogwarts <laughs> that travels through time, yeah. detours through the '80s, picks up a hot wife, and then. We're on our way. <laughs> right. Why yeah. don't I write movies? Yeah. I don't know. That's an amazing film. Is there, is there, <laughs> there breakdancing on the train? Yes, Chris. It's got everything. Right. Whatever How else want. are the kids yeah. going to get out of the ghetto? <laughs> yeah. How else will the kids get out of the ghetto if they don't dance? They've got to save the teen center. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, boy, that, that grumpy council will not let anyone uh, dance. No. And that rich guy, he's yeah. the, the evil dude. And they, um, But his daughter's dating one of the dancers. So it's exciting. Yeah. 
So, folks, so disregard of, everything we've just talked yeah. about for the last two minutes. <laughs> and see The Railway Man. I'm actually excited to see it now. The way, it's an intense you said, film. It sounds fantastic. It's, it's an emotional movie. So, it's, yeah, be ready for that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, The Raid 2. Now, I finally, finally saw it. You finally got a chance to see it. Now, I, this, you had to have seen that before The Railway Man, though, right? Wasn't that priority? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, saw the, I saw Raid 2 first. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, it's everything you said. I loved the first raid movie yeah. it, it literally picks up like right when the right first where one it left yeah. off mm-hmm. and i really liked it uh you're right it, it is it is a little too long yeah. <laughs> it's it's two and a half hours it doesn't need to be it should be right. two hours yeah but the fight scenes are it was one of the most violent movies i've ever seen yeah um although i thought I, I don't know i could be wrong about this i thought the first one was so just kind of gory like like really kind of like how many times you get the yeah, way they well, slit it, throats and shove knives into people's legs i felt like this one was violent but it didn't have kind of the gore factor that the first one did as much i think what happens with movies like that because i haven't seen the raid too but i saw the mm-hmm. raid is they love the fact they can do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's like it's like quentin tarantino it's like how real can I make this bullet going through this person's body? How real yeah. can I make this knife slitting this person's throat? And then the the CGI guys or whoever show them, and they're like, "Wow!" Or or how hyper? Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that ten times. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like <laughs> that was so good. We're gonna every time someone gets killed, we're gonna show that happening. So, and and then when they do the next one, they're like, "All right, we did it." You know. Well, I think I think that right. attitude, what you're talking about, is what they did with the second one. I think they did. I mean, obviously, the first one obviously had a lot, a lot of that, but they because of the success of it, they went, "All right, we're going to go more." Because yeah. it was crazier than the first one, no question. And some of no it question. was also even almost like comedic, yeah. Which was like we're going to just be like over the top in some of these scenes, but it was just. Uh, you know oh, that scene with the girl with the the, the girl with the hammers, the deaf girl with the hammers is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. The guy with the baseball bat, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I mean, that <laughs> stuff is just crazy. And again, the 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 fight choreographer who is also in the first one as well plays the the kind of long haired sort of homeless dude. Yeah, yeah. He's an amazing. He choreographs all that stuff. And it's just it's just spectacular stuff to watch in terms of if you just like martial arts fight scenes like I do. I, I mean it was it was just it was well, unbelievable. Well, well it's it's hard to see them done that well. Right. You know, it there that was it's unbelievable the way it was choreographed. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to see the movie for. Yeah. I just had my idea for my next train movie. <laughs> My my train is actually going to go from New Jack City to the skyscraper in the raid it, because my train travels through time. So it's literally going to pick up Wesley Snipes and move his empire. All right. Will they be fighting so, on the train, or they have to wait till yeah, they get yeah. off? No, you, they... you, there's no fight on the train. Well, there's that's a dance the number on the train, right? Yeah. Of course, there's a dance number on the train, but that's that's the planning stage. And oddly enough. Ice Cube is there with four kids asking, are we there yet for the entire train trip? That's that's the twist. If this movie isn't I really I really need I need somebody is someone writing this down because these (laughs) when these movies come out, they're gonna be like, You owe me money. Yeah. I came up with that. Uh, check out Alonzo Bowden's time traveling action train movie Wait, franchise. That's Snipes, going, right? that's I've already done the first two. I've already come up with the first two. <laughs> 
They have everything you want. They and have... the sad thing is, Wesley Snipes would be available for that movie. Yeah, yes, as soon he as he's would. done Expendables. <laughs> yeah, paying off his tax bill. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Okay, you saw. Singing I actually in saw the... Singing in the Rain, and I want to mention this too because it was such an amazing experience. Is when you get to see an old movie on the big screen. Like we have um, the ArcLight here will show old movies. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fantastic. It really, it, it's a different experience. It really is because these are movies that you may have seen just on DVD or on TV mm-hmm. with commercials and stuff. But to see it in a movie theater, and they're often, they're never empty for these revival right. screenings, especially in LA. They're packed. Like we had to get tickets in advance mm-hmm. just to go see. It. We had to sit in the back, and it was, it was unbelievable. And then you know, they uh, when they introduced the movie, you know, there's some guy who wants to be a comedian who always introduces sure. the movie, does a shtick, and he's like, I guess we're singing in the rain i guess you guys won't mind if everyone sings along and a guy in the back goes no (laughs) (laughs) so he he leaves and then we start the movie and no no one sang along everyone just actually watched and enjoyed the movie and there's something about the movie too to see like you can see not only the history of hollywood because this goes into like you know with the Mm -hmm. dawn of talkies and Mm -hmm. that kind of era uh but you see it as a historical film for two different reasons. One, you see it's showing that period in time, but also you can see the period in time that it was shot. And when you see those, and also when you're watching it in a movie theater, it really just kind of washes over you and just you kind of feel almost like teleported with a, by a time-traveling train through <laughs> to back to that time. We're not going and, back that far. Yeah. <laughs> just from and, the yeah, 80s to yeah, today? Yeah, just we're not and going back it, that far. It's a musical, but it's also, um, it, it's. I've never really liked musicals before. I think when I started to get a little older, I had a little bit more of an appreciation mm-hmm. for them. And this one was probably, um, I think, arguably one of the best musicals ever made. And it, it, it's one of those movies, too, that, you know, when you see the formulas that, the Hollywood movies, especially the musicals, had it doesn't bother you like like uh, like oh it's the leading man the leading lady and the sidekick but they're done so well and they're put together so well and it wasn't before you know you had you know fifty more years of this formula being copied it just it feels genuine and organic when you're seeing it like for the first time when those formulas were first presented but do you think that's a function of you're in a theater with a bunch of other film lovers? watching this old old film you know what i mean like the it's the, definitely the, a factor the full experience yeah. of it like if you just went in and saw the movie you'd be like eh. i'm not saying that it's you know bad or anything but i think in that situation right it seeing it with a bunch of other people who yeah. are into it makes it it more, definitely does it, it it's know. like seeing it with a film festival crowd or sure. seeing a horror movie with a bunch right. of people that are really into it it definitely um brings that aspect to it and it also helps it uh enjoy the movie more the other thing too is uh you know you've got a bunch of film fans that really want to see the movie so no one's brought their kids no one's you know texting texting yeah yeah so it's like it's even a better crowd of of uh moviegoer that are actually watching this movie but and it's it's you know you see the talent of these old Hollywood stars too. You're like these people well, were absolutely fantastic. Well, that was back in the day when you yeah. the studio gave you singing lessons, dancing lessons. Yeah. You knew how to do right. Everything. You had to you had to learn. You had to be talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, had, you had no seriously. Yeah. I mean, you actually had to be talented to be in a movie because there was no 
we can't fake this. Like, you have to actually dance. The only downside yeah, was yeah. that the studios owned you and pretty yeah. much worked you to death. Right. <laughs> well, that much. was a crazy thing. You'd yeah. show up and be like, what are you doing today? Today you're doing a Western. Right. Yeah. Are you yeah. doing a musical? Right. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, your contract is not with the movie. It's with the studio mm-hmm. and you for the next five years but or whatever. It, it is one of the things that I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles that I absolutely loved was seeing all these old movies. I remember seeing Lawrence of Arabia. I remember, the first time I ever saw Apocalypse Now on a big screen was at the Cinerama Dome. Yeah, it's a different experience. It's a, and I had seen yeah. it on video a bunch of times, but in the theater mm-hmm. with the sound, the so, surround sound and the, the helicopter literally mm. flying overhead, you yep. heard it go from the back of the theater yeah. to the front. That kind of shit is like, that's why we got to own our own movie theater and yeah. just play old To movies. play Apocalypse oh, Now. <laughs> yeah. and, and on another note, that guy who walks down in the front in the beginning of the movie, Worst gig in the world. <laughs> right? I mean, that, honestly, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of those guys are comics or right. want to be. Mm-hmm. Worst gig in the yeah. world. That's the equivalent of the piano player at Nordstrom because oh. that, that guy's a musician and he's playing for shoes. Yeah, you know, and that gig has more dignity. Yeah, than they, the dude the, at the movie. You're like, hi, I'm here to to annoy you just for a couple of minutes, but nobody here likes me. Yeah, and no, and, and what I'm doing is completely unnecessary. And I'm going to extend this time and make it uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. And the idiot manager who went, we need comedy to introduce the no, Oh, don't. no, you don't. Just you show just, the movie. Just, you know, the child has suffered enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's hustling tickets or making popcorn. Leave him alone. Don't, don't make him do that, too. And gets heckled. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got heckled. He got heckled. <laughs> Come on, man. I, he should have just broke character in the yeah. moment. Just yeah. really, yeah. really, because I have to do this. Yeah. It's all I got. <laughs> you heckled me now. So, so I would really recommend it if, if you, when okay. these old movies come out um, to the movie theaters, definitely check them out. And I will have I have one question for our fans that are a little older that may have remembered when um, Singing in the Rain came out. Um, was tap dancing ever really that popular? <laughs> like, like really, like, like it Probably. felt like it, felt like it was I, like the kind of thing. Can I tell you? Yes. Okay. It, <laughs> no, and and not that I'm from that era, but mm-hmm. I watched. They did a special. I think it was like the 75th anniversary of the Apollo Theater. Mm-hmm. Or it was on TV, mm-hmm. and my parents they they hung out in that era. You know, during the Harlem Renaissance, mm-hmm. 40s, 50s, when you went to live theaters for entertainment and you had big bands. And, so, and my dad started talking about these tap dancers and he was like, yeah, man, you think like you, Gregory Hines was a big guy. So you think he was good. Well, he learned from Sammy Davis Jr. And Sammy learned from so-and-so uh. and they knew yeah, Tap dancing mm-hmm. was, it was an art because it wasn't just dancing. It was music. Cause it was a like huge they, part of the film. Oh they, yeah. yeah. Back then, you know, in that time, I would say probably in the thirties, forties, mm-hmm. you know, before the fifties, tap dancing was amazing. Just like break dancing in the eighties, where it was just like everybody knew it, and and it was a talent that if you had it, you showed off. So yeah, I would that was say part of the performance. Oh of tap yeah, dancing. Oh. it was like and it was flawless. Yeah. I mean, in this yeah. movie, if you ever watched, if you ever wanted to see what perfect tap dancing looks like, yeah, it's yeah, I movie. would say at that time. That would be again. It was like in the eighties when you know you, when break dancing started, mm-hmm. and we had that series of movies. And to this day, you still have to break dance to get out of the ghetto. 
Yeah. I, I don't even know what movie it'll be <laughs> this you summer. Say you have to step, but up? you you had um, yeah you, you had to step up. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> well, let's like we were talking about. Let's go into that. Um, you know, you said you you grew up in the seventies, and we we're talking about superhero movies and how you know you've just seen Captain America. But like, talk about obviously what you thought of Captain America. But then there's so many superhero movies coming out now. Yeah, I, and you know. The thing about the Marvel superhero movies, which are much better than the DC superhero movies, just like Marvel comics were much better than DC comics. The the I just wonder when are they going to like mess it up? You know, because they've been they've been on a pretty good run. I mean, the Hulk they messed up, yeah, but but most of them have been pretty good. And the funny thing with with like the Spider Man franchise, for instance, and I'm going to see the new one tomorrow. They corrected it. You know, because when the when the Tobey Maguire Spider Man came out and he was dating Mary Jane, like everybody's like, no, no, he's supposed to be dating Gwen Stacy, and then he hooks up with you. Got no, this is After backwards. She dies, yeah, yeah, and and everyone knew that. We're like, didn't you read it? You know, and and you really you get into that. And for me, it's fun, especially because like if you're with a girl, you and know, what did you she think knows of the first not, Spider-Man movie, the, the, for, the, the reboot, Toby, of the reboot. Oh. No. I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, see, uh, I, not I great. Hated, I didn't. Like I didn't it hate all. it, but it yeah. was. I'll put it this way: it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Okay. <laughs> all right. It was, it was because I expect because a lot of times they ruin it, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. and this one, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he didn't have Toby Toby McGuire had the nerd side of Peter Parker down. Yeah. Like he had the the part that Peter was just literally that kid. That was fumbling, a loner yeah. and Picked fumbling around and, and, you know, loved the hot girl mm-hmm. but would never be able to talk to her. He was the right. friend who wanted her but couldn't right. get her. And and the the new Spider-Man, and I can't remember his name. but Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. He's a little cool and he's not supposed to be. Peter Parker wasn't right. cool and that's why Spider-Man talked so much shit because mm-hmm. he, he was like, yeah, now I'm the coolest guy on earth. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was the big difference. And a lot of times that makes a difference if they get the right the right actor to play the movie or if they play the role correct. Like the, the thing with Thor, and and this was in the comic books back in the 70s, and I'm not a comic book guy now. Like I'll read them now and then, but I'm not expert at what's going on now. But, but one of the but things... you grew up on. I grew up yeah, on. Yeah. And one of the things with Thor was... Thor always had to rein in his power because he was aware he was a god. Like he would, he would be like, mm-hmm. like there would be a certain point they'd reach and it'd be like, you guys understand, like I'm an immortal god. Like I could destroy this whole planet right now if I wanted to. Like just keep that in mind when you're messing with me. Like he was always like, yeah, I'll hit you, but I'm not hitting you as hard as I could hit you because I'm a god, you know. And and that, but the comic books. They conveyed that, that Thor was the most, like, the, all of the Avengers combined. Right. They had a thing where they got into a fight, and they were like, but they couldn't, all of them couldn't beat Thor because Thor is a god, you right. know? So things like that were, were good. They, um, they also get into more like, uh, he's not only a god, but he's from Asgard, and they get into the Norse mythology. Like, when, even when Odin comes down, I'm like, oh, I remember there were some episodes or some issues of Avengers were like, they were like it was a big reveal. Like we, we never really put it together. Thor and Asgard. There's other gods, and you guys are from this other place, yeah. and you're all immortal. Right, when you come down, mm-hmm. and that's why. And and this was funny to me. And it 
when they did the movie and Idris Elba was the the uh, his character, like there were a bunch of white supremacists mad because there were, weren't any blacks in Asgard. And you're like, really? Like, <laughs> you really? You're taking it to that level that that's going to upset you that in your fantasy world of fake gods, one of them's black and that made you mad? You know, but oh. but... But overall, they, they stay pretty accurate to the comic books and to the creation of the characters and the storylines. And it's fun. I think they yeah. do, I think they do a blast. good job. And they're, they're interconnected. And the other thing I love about them, too, is so far, let's see how, like, you know, they pretty much have, like, a Pixar streak going on yeah. right now. Like, can they continue to not only be good movies and be interconnected, but to continue to surprise us? The way Iron Man three surprised us, even Captain America really surprised us. Yeah, um, can they continue to do that? And I'm hoping the answer is yes, because we have how many years of comic book stories to draw on? I mean, there's right. a lot of material there, and then we, that can be mined and changed. And I have to whatever. say that with X Men, I thought they ran out of ideas, but mm-hmm. they're still kind of they're still kind of doing it. X Men idea last year that they did the Wolverine one last summer was just. That was a great, I mean, that was really awesome. And yeah. they, they, Wolverine, they'd screwed up prior. So I, yeah, it was definitely better. They, it, it had a couple missteps, but I agree with you. I yeah. feel like they're finally figuring out, like, oh, so just do the cool stories from the comic yeah, book. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, oh, I, that's what you mean. We should stay true to the source yeah. material. What? I think a lot of the writers grew up with the comic books. That now they have, you know, yes. like, like now they're adults, but they right. grew up and they're like, no, this is how it was. Mm-hmm. And, right. and maybe that's why Marvel took it over. As you know, as their own studio, right. and they're like, we're going to make these ourselves. And I'll give Disney so. credit right now; they really haven't been meddling with this formula. I mean, you really Disney see... doesn't meddle with a money money maker. Yeah, I think Disney's yeah. like, oh, I think really? you're absolutely right. Is that another billion dollar franchise? Yeah, yeah. you go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, Marvel you go ahead and executives. Do that. We'll be here. Yeah. We'll be here making toys for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take care of the merchandising <laughs> department. But uh, but I enjoy those movies. They're 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 fun. They're yeah, fun. they they really are, and the way they interconnect is fantastic. There's a you know there there's going to be a misfire here and there, but you know on their scorecard right now is oh, pretty damn well, good. I want to yeah. ask you this, Alonzo. What are you looking forward to, or what would you like to see made into a film? Oh uh, wow, that's a good one. Um, you know what I'd like to see as a film? There was a comic book where it was like some weird red sun or something somehow superman i mean spider-man got to the same strength as superman and they oh, fought wow. and it, it had something. was it a crossover yeah it was a crossover between dc they did and that marvel. every once in a while dc and, and marvel did yeah. they had they fought and it was it was great because they they brought the two like everything came together you know what i mean like like metropolis and mm-hmm. and and gotham city and uh jonah jameson was was writing about it you know who is this superman and you know and yeah, it was yeah. yeah it was really good and 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 i remember spider-man was like he was laughing cuz he couldn't believe how strong he was until it wore off like he's literally punching superman and then he hits him and it like it doesn't work anymore and superman's kind of like yeah uh, I don't weaken. <laughs> you know, this doesn't wear yeah, off. It, it, for you me. know, but that that was. I think that would be fun. Um, they had those those crossovers too. I mean, every, we'll never see it in the 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 era of 
intellectual property and studios owning specific properties. You never know, dude. Uh, I, I'd be very surprised because we can't even get crossovers with the ones that the studios own, even though they're all Marvel properties. Yeah. Like Maybe. Wolverine was supposed to have a cameo in the original Captain America movie, but they couldn't. Right. Fox wouldn't release the rights. Uh, like stuff like that. They're you know, and it's a, it's stupid because what it would be is promotion for. I mean, it's a dumb decision. Someone's going to wise up though. I, I hope that's the money true. that's being made with yeah. these superhero movies. I is hope that's ridiculous true. because you know you want to see Spider Man make an appearance in an Avengers movie. Of you want you want to see them. And well, I think that. I, well, I don't know if that'll happen only because, like, Spider-Man is such a strong franchise unto himself. You know, I think that's the other thing. Of, well, it's also it's a different studio right now. It's yeah, and, but it's 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 like, let's keep the money over here. Like, like let's uh, not give them, you, you know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. not give well, them too much. Well, they all the have same. their own movies. Iron Man, Thor, they all have their own movies. Yeah. And then they go all get together in the Avengers. I think you could, you could still cross-pollinate. I, but, but you've got, like... These misfires, like uh, like even the casting on that new Fantastic Four movie, there was such an outcry they ta- they tabled it. Um, but you also have movies like uh, um, you know some of these older characters. Like there's been how many Punisher movies that have been a disaster. Yeah. You know, there's all these other uh, characters. Like I would love to see a um, a Power Man Iron oh, Fist God. movie. I would love to. Yeah. see I read that, that as a kid. I'd yeah, love to see yeah. that. And uh, just to kind of go through the you know all the the cool Iron Fist stuff and you know the Mystic. Uh, you know what I'd love to training. see just once a live woman as hot as the women are in comic books. The bodies on these, you know, show me show me one of them live that is as hot as her counterpart. With all due respect to Jessica Alba, Halle Berry, you do not measure up. It's a combination of muscle and curves that you're really like, yeah, these, this was a guy's fantasy yeah, this is, all his life. This, is, yeah. this all his life, he's been waiting. To, you know, you could just, it was just that. But, and I think that's where they, miss on casting it's funny you mentioned casting that's where they miss with the women Halle Berry is not Storm she just doesn't like right. she doesn't have it you know what I mean Jessica Alba too young to be Mrs. Fantastic oh, rid- well, all it, that was, casting it was, was ridiculous, ridiculous. you know it's Four. like you have to take a chance on unknowns who right. look the part of the character. You ever hear or of Hugh lesser, Jackman before Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. or, yeah, or even lesser known, mm-hmm. you know, who can do it. Like the the last Hulk was the best Hulk, you know, even though he was the the least mm-hmm. known as for, on the movie star scale. But that that would be better, I think. That it, it just makes it more well, and, real. And there's really, there's this, there's, there's so and much hire good... people that are fans, like you were talking right. about before. That's the other thing. For writers, directors, actors that I know, know these hire characters. actors and they're like, well, I never read it before I got cast. I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out yeah, of then, here. Yeah. And it's like Brian Singer. He just did an interview, uh, infuriated me about like, because now the X-Men franchise is getting bigger again. He's, wait, you're coming back now? Yeah. And uh, and he said, I'd never heard of Wolverine before. You know, this, I'm like, really? You You've never heard of Wolverine? I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great idea. And <laughs> there's a lot of compelling evidence for when they do cast no names that, or lesser known names that just look the part because then it comes to life. And then the comic fans, like people like us or whatever, go, holy shit, that is that. That is what I yeah. saw on my panel. It's a better, yeah. it's a better and it's a better movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yep. a better movie. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I guess like Christian Bale, I mean, was he, I mean, he was pretty big, I guess, when he, when he yeah, got he Batman. Yeah, he was big. He was pretty mm-hmm. big when he got Batman Begins. But I mean, even, even, 
you know, the the Heath Ledger and and uh, even Tom Hardy. They, they, I mean, they were pretty big names, but the casting of them was not. It wasn't star power casting. No. You know what I mean? Right. They well, they cast on like, oh, Heath Ledger is going to do something amazing. He's a great actor, yeah. yeah. And and Christian Bale, whatever he plays, he's all in. Right. He's he's mm-hmm. an amazing actor. Although I will say, and maybe I'm in the minority on this, but I still say Jack Nicholson was a better Joker <laughs> because because Jack. Because Jack had the sense of humor. That right. the original Batman movie, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. movie, what it had that the Dark Knight never had was the sense of humor. It was that little bit of, yeah, we're insane. Like Jack was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm insane, but I'm a joker. I'm having fun with my insanity versus a pure mm-hmm. Um, you know, sociopath, psychopath. It's a different interpretation. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I think like, Christopher Nolan was going more off of the Dark Knight graphic novels, where the Joker was depicted in those graphic novels as just a fucking a psychopath. psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Like a, but that was that's what made it great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what made it great. Jack was like Jack. Would, it was like they turned him loose. You know, yeah. it was because you know, in real life, if there weren't movies, Jack Nicholson would have been killing people. <laughs> for a long time, like Jack, you know, Jack Nicholson sure and Christopher Walken. Jack Nicholson and Christopher Walken. I have no idea, no doubt that if there were not movies, there'd be a lot of dead people somewhere because <laughs> they are nuts. Well, the you know the other interpretations too. You could see um, in the anime. I don't know if you ever watched the animated yeah. versions of like Batman and stuff. Like Mark Hamill does an amazing Joker right. throughout mm-hmm. kind of the history of uh, uh-huh. of the Batman animated shows. But also, like my kids and I were watching Batman Brave and the Bold right mm-hmm. now because they're all on um, on streaming, and it, it's great to be able to see like finally like that the creators are realizing, especially with everything going on with Marvel, is that. These superheroes do not exist in a vacuum. There's a whole world right. of other heroes and villains, and they come in and out of you know each other's stories all the time. And it makes the like every single episode of Batman: uh, Brave and the Bold. There's other heroes and other villains, so y- you can kind of see like, oh well, no, he's not the only superhero in this entire planet. And you see uh, with the Avengers cartoons, the animated ones, the the you can actually have all of the characters that aren't grabbed by the other studios like you could see the fantastic four and yeah. spider-man interact with the avengers mm-hmm. a little bit here and there so it, it, it's it's and that was in the comic books it's mm-hmm. what the comic books always were and now i really think film and tv are catching up to really? like the whole um the whole living universe of these comic book characters all right well let's uh Let's move it on to uh, DVDs. Well, actually, we got to do an ad. We oh, have a sponsor this year, this this week. Uh, this week. Yes, this is a a new sponsor. This is Sherry's Berries, and now this is important because for Mother's Day, you yes. guys don't want to miss out on uh, ordering your mother some delicious uh, strawberries with all sorts of toppings. Now, it was very smart of them to send us samples. I actually got a sample of these because I was like, "Well, they're strawberries. They're twenty bucks. Is that really kind of worth it?" Really, mm-hmm. and uh, first of all, they are giant strawberries. They're huge. They're covered in chocolate, nuts, white chocolate. So each strawberry is like a dessert on its own. Oh, they're like, like they're like giant. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, they're huge. So they're really worth it. They're amazing. They taste really good. And then my next question was always like, well, how are they going to ship them? They're going to like spoil in the mail. They actually ship them. In like a on a time traveling train. Tra- time traveling train. <laughs> I didn't want to get involved with in that. 
Um, with and then dancers come to your door. They do the worm, and then they hand you the uh, nice. strawberries. And that's how they get out of the ghetto. <laughs> so it's actually they they ship it with in cooling packs, and there's oh, actually cooling packs really? in the uh, in the containers. So it's cool the entire way. So it's really cool. You guys definitely want to check out Sherry's Berries. Now, the website, all you have to do is go to berries.com. It's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. And then if you type, if you click on the microphone in the top corner and type in comedy film, all right, we're going to try to get this changed. We're trying the, to get yeah, yeah, it wasn't our choice for <laughs> the, the, the code. coupon code should be comedy film nerds. But yeah, for so, right now, for it's right comedy now, film. Yeah, it's comedy <laughs> film. And that will give you a uh, a nice discount. This so. kind of stuff, though, I, I yeah. you know, I actually love getting gifts like this. And every time I give a gift that's like nice edible food or whatever, people always love it. My mom loves this stuff. It's oh, brilliant. It's it, it, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect it's easy, Mother's Day thing. Yeah. It's easy for you, and you you know, and they love getting it. Yeah. And and yeah, it it kind of uh, beats flowers. Yeah. It does. I say it they they like you know here's giant good. chocolate strawberries. Mom's like. You're a good son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so remember, Sunday, May 11th, order before then. That's the uh, Mother's Day. So check it out. Sherry's Berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Berries. So what do we talk about? DVDs. Uh, not a lot out on DVDs. Well, there's a Betty Page Reveals doc, um, yes. which uh, I've seen part of this. I haven't seen mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, and this looks pretty interesting. I saw a trailer of it. Um because I think it, it goes into, I don't know that much about Betty Page, but it goes into, you know. And I think she narrates it. Betty Page narrates it? Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. Take a look at that on IMDb. All right. I'm going to bring that up in the middle of Yeah, it. and I'll see if I'm completely wrong on that. But I, I thought she did. Um, Betty Page. Yeah. This is slowing it all down. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's Let's the talk question about the other while movie. it's you're right, slowing you're down. Right. Betty Dude. Page reveals all. She does... Um, she does, yeah. There she, you go. Do you think the girls who adopt that Betty Page look actually know much about Betty Page? Probably not. I, I'm going to go. So. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just it's like makeup and polka dots. Who is that? I no idea. I don't know. I just look like it. <laughs> well, it's well, that's the thing that's and it's interesting you bring that up because I think most people don't and maybe should know because she was uh kind of a groundbreaker in terms of you know there was like they went after her because she's like oh she's a pinup model and she's ruining our children and all that stuff in the in the you know the rock and roll era when they were witch hunting you know elvis yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so uh yeah it looks like a really interesting doc so i would i would check it out now, uh, the next movie is Big Bad Wolves. This is actually a movie from Israel, and uh, it's like a thriller crime, but also has like a comedic element to it. And uh, the interesting thing is they've got, I, I don't know how much you have to pay for this, but it's got a quote from Quentin Tarantino on it. Like, one of the best movies of the year. I don't know if I necessarily trust that, but um, it lo- I saw the trailer. It actually looks kind of fun, so I'm going to check it out on, uh, on DVD. Big, it's Big Bad Wolves. Big bad wolf. And the other DVD I wanted to talk about briefly is uh, I saw the the next animated Justice League movie, Justice League War. Really? Yeah. And what they are they're doing is they're kind of relaunching some of these films as they relaunch their comic books with the new Fifty Two. So you have um, you know some of these classic stories, but now they're telling about how the heroes kind of met, like Green Lantern yeah. meets Batman oh, for cool. the first time. Like, oh, I thought you were a myth. Um, the problem with this one is it gets bogged down into too much action. It's like shooting punching fighting and then you don't get the character development or the character interaction that you would want and one of the the downsides to having like justice league is you have so many characters that you don't have time for those 
moments right. with with the yeah. They have characters. to figure out when you do right. those. You have to figure out how to edit and which characters you're going to use. Just like the Avengers, like mm-hmm. there, there's so many people, so I many agree. heroes yeah. were Avengers at some right. point, right? But they're like, no, we're just going to pick these Here's five the core. or these yeah. whatever. Yeah, and that's um, like you can see some of the more successful of these. Um, uh, DC animated PG-13 movies because they're much more darker and, right. and grittier are the ones that focus on the specific characters like uh, you know Batman Under the Red Hood is still my favorite mm-hmm. although the Justice League the Flashpoint Paradox I thought was good that did have a little more character development so overall you liked this DVD it's just not amazing yeah I liked it it was okay it wasn't uh, um, amazing but I will say is one of the lessons that they're learning from the Marvel interconnectivity of the movies is now they're going to start with these animated movies a couple of them per year are going to be interconnected. Uh, They're right. doing the same yeah. thing. So uh, now, are there the, any trains? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yes, well, then, but, then you don't have a good movie. <laughs> but uh, but the next movie coming out, I cannot wait to see. It's uh, Son of Batman, Ooh. and it's actually when um, Batman and Ra's al Ghul's daughter Talia they have a son, and Batman didn't know about it because. Uh, so then, so Batman's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, I don't remember that night. What are you talking about? Sorry. <laughs> what happens on the road stays there. There you yeah. go. What do you mean? My kid. Sure, he's my kid. I just happen to have a bat DNA test in my that's utility right. belt. That's right. So, but it, it looks great. I can't wait to I see it. I think that's when, that's when superhero movies would be getting too real. Yeah. Like if they just started popping up with illegitimate kids and things like that, that's when you'd be like, all like right. the last Superman movie. Taking it a bit too far. <laughs> Before the other one. Um, all right. So coming out this week is The Other Woman. I can't imagine. The trailer on this is you know like. What fascinates me about this movie when I watch the trailer is like, oh, no, this movie's for women. I don't think it is. No, I, don't I don't think it is. I don't it's, think it is. You know, it it might be for women on the revenge aspect. Like um, that's that's the only thing. But but it's just so funny to watch. I wonder I wonder how hard it was to have Cameron Diaz talk about how hot Kate Upton is. You know, even though like Kate Upton can't act like she's just a body in a bikini, but but like Cameron Diaz is like, wait a minute. I'm not like she is. She's the MILF, right? right? But but still, that had to be kind of weird. Say, listen, Cam, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to like pass on the title in this one. <laughs> well, the that's thing, that had to be a weird conversation. It's just the the, the premise is like celebrating uh, women that sleep with married men or something. Like I can't. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it's the guy getting caught. It, oh, it's the it's yeah. the guy who's a low life, right? And he's what's he's married to one and cheating with two or yes, something like that. Is that's what I picked up from the? It's such oh, a tra- trailer. You know, it's it's and re- the three of them get together and plot his demise. All gorgeous, by the way. Oh, okay. All three gorgeous women. It's yeah. like, oh wait, but we're being cheated on. Oh, this is awful. Let's be friends and get revenge. Oh, I see. Yeah, because women always do that. Still women always kinda... band together as friends, yes. especially still, beautiful ones. Still, kind of <laughs> sounds like a male fantasy because ultimately, man's still getting all the attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna throw down with all three of them. Yeah. Um, all right, that looks dumb. All right, the quiet ones. <laughs> it does indeed. The quiet ones. Now this looks. Another like kind of creepy horror movie that's yeah. put out before the summer, um, and it's supposedly based on a true story. Sure, but they all are. It's now. Like Fargo, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fargo was. So I don't know. I mean, there's good actors in it. Jared Harris, I like. Um, he was the guy from Mad Men, and he's been in 
couple other things, Benjamin Button and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see what Neil thinks of this one. Yeah. I think Neil's going to go I'm curious see to know what the horror community thinks. Yeah, this. that yeah. horror movies. I mean, I haven't been to a horror movie in a long time, but it just seems like there's one every week. I know. You know, it's just like especially there, this there time are of year. Too they're... many of them. It's like how many mansions can be you know haunted, or how many houses are questionable. Like Whoa. based on a true story written by a realtor who couldn't sell that raggedy house. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to create a, there was a demon child in the, in the closet. That's why we couldn't sell it. Uh, so next one, speaking of haunted mansions, uh, Brick Mansions. Yeah. And this is another one. You know, how many times are we going to say this is Paul Walker's last film? Oh. I mean, at least me. a couple more. Tupac did the score. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's written by Luc Besson. I, you know, it's a remake actually. Okay. It's um it, of another uh, of a French film. So if anyone sees any fan sees this, wants to write a review. Yeah, let us know. Things. We'll do a fan review we'll in this. Um, I can guarantee there will be muscular people without shirts in it and guns mm-hmm. and guns. I think there's guns and yeah, fighting. All right, that's our show. <laughs> right there. That's it. I'm done. That's a wrap. <laughs> Just right. pull the plug. Just buy some berries. <laughs> yeah. Please buy your mother some berries. Come on. It's Mother's They'll day. be delivered by train. Yeah. <laughs> train berries. Um all right, Alonzo. Break dancing Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> These are amazing films. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Um Alonzo, where can people find you on the internet? Any upcoming shows? Anything? Uh my Twitter is at Alonzo Bowden, A-L-O-N-Z-O-B-O-D-D-E-N. And I, and I really need your fans to follow me on Twitter. I'm in the process of writing a book, and they one of the things that publishers want to see is the number of Twitter followers. Right. And so I'm trying Very to increase true. the numbers. So please what follow me right now? on Twitter. Um, I'm at 18,000. And uh, yeah, you know, they like eighteen five. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so would five of you please <laughs> f- f- follow me on Twitter? And then my, uh, I use my name. My my uh, website is alonzoboden dot com, and uh, my Facebook is at alonzoboden. And last year, I had my best online thing, which I don't track this stuff a lot. But somebody pointed out. They said, "Hey, you know, if you Google Alonzo now." I come up before Alonzo Morning. Nice. But he just he just got into the Hall of Fame, so I think he passed me again. But for a moment, <laughs> I was I was on top, which was cool. So uh but anyway, yeah. So follow me online and and always doing live stuff. I'm always touring and traveling. This week I'm in Hollywood at the Laugh Factory and then next week I'm in San Diego and on and on. Nice. Nice. Great. Yes. Check them out, guys. Um all right, so we've got uh may 7th very special show it's a um a summer movie preview show mm-hmm. although some of the movies have already happened but we're going to get the bulk of them in yeah. and special guest doug benson right and uh, one of the fans two people donated for the kickstarter to be guests on the show one of them pat lives up in seattle or uh, portland rather and he can't come down for this we're trying to figure out another time for him to come down but one yeah. of the other fans will be there Doug will be there. Uh, it'll be a fun show. It's Wednesday, May 7th at the Hollywood Improv. Is there a coupon code? Yes, there is. Right. It's coupon code CFN. Gets you a ticket for five bucks. So, oh, you can't beat that. What's the normal price? It's like $40. Yeah, 
no, you're being ridiculous, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's 15, so you could save $10. Um, uh, so yeah, save 10 bucks and come on down to the show, you guys. Uh, let's be clear on that coupon code. That, that is CFM. That is CFM. Yeah. It's not this other one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, come down for that show, you guys. And of course... Us and Doug Benson for five bucks and a summer movie preview. Come on, You can't man. beat that. And a podcast. You can then yeah. listen to yourself laughing um, like a lunatic. Yeah. So check that out. And of on course, a train. On a train. Yeah, everything's going to have trains. Yes, be you, well, there's a train. That's why your guy from Portland can't get here. The train's not running that day, so he won't be able to come down. We'll try to get him here in June. As soon as we get the next trains up, we're going to get uh, our friend Pat down. It's that detour you have to make from New York to to uh, the tower in the Rage. That's Train's going to be busy. Yeah. From New York to Malaysia, yeah. that little sidebar yeah. from Portland. Um, so check that out, you guys. And of course, uh, we are going to be going to uh, Australia and Japan. We that, just bought the tickets. Just bought the tickets. We're going. That is happening. We will be in Australia. Um, we land on the 31st and we'll be there not that long, five or six days. And then we go into Japan. We'll probably be in Tokyo the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th uh, doing interviews and stuff like that. So hopefully we're going to line up June 1st. Uh, some kind of venue in Sydney. I'm working on that with CJ right now. Yeah, to shoot a mm-hmm. bunch of interviews, yeah. like fan interviews. Uh, maybe the maybe one of the comedy clubs there. We're working on that, so we'll get a venue set up for anyone in Sydney who's a, a, a podcast listener and or podcaster themselves wants to come down and be interviewed for the doc. We'll be there, so yeah. check it out. And we're still working on getting uh, to the mine to see Russell. Russell, we're going to get you in that mine, no matter what. Even if you don't work there. Even if you don't work there. <laughs> You're now a minor, and we're going to make that happen. That's our storyline, no matter what. Yeah, it's the magic of filmmaking. Yeah, <laughs> Get your hard hat on, friend. Um, all right, guys. Those are all of our... Um, oh, yeah. Just announced this. I'll be headlining um, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington June 12 through 14. Check that out. Uh, that's it. Thank you once again to Alonzo Bowden. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember... Han, Han shot, shot first. first on a train. <laughs>